0: Okay. So it looks like we're live and recording and everything. Um, my name is Andrea
1: Hyland. I am one of the uh, co-creators of this group, the Energetic, Expl- no, wait, Energetic Explorations for Evolution <laughs> group. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with Beth. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone, I'm
2: Beth Shakina Terrence, um, and I'm happy to be here with you today. Uh, We're going to be exploring uh, our theme of the month, cancer, nurturing feelings, imagination, and inner life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: All right, so I'm going to start and share a few
2: things, and then,
1: and because I can go through so many rabbit holes, I like to just set a little timer, so I remind myself how long I've been talking um, okay, so everyone, we have been shifting from Gemini, air energy, that was inviting us to gather, communicate, be curious, and play into cancer that is water energy. And we might be feeling some of those things we wanted to continue, but we're also circling back to family of origin, chosen family, and the ancestors. And so much of this month is about feeling and tapping into your inner world of imagination to nourish your soul. And that's why we chose the theme Nurturing Feelings, Imagination, and Inner Life. And if you go to the featured post on June 23rd, there are some prompts there that are just ways to explore your inner world. There's some questions or even riff off of those questions yourself to see what else does that bring up, like create your own questions to explore this. Cancer supports deeper conversations, visioning, and a connection to hearth and home that begins with the home that you're cultivating within yourself. So I was just reflecting about, um, you know, something that happens in the transition from one month to another when Beth and I are having conversations and I'll start to notice or Beth will start to notice patterns or things that are spontaneously happening and then seeing how so it's not like something you need to force yourself to do I would encourage you to reflect on what's actually happening so I'm just going to give you a few examples in my life I had lunch with a friend who I've known for 34 years. We have had times in our lives where we've been, uh, you know, practically sleeping at each other's houses. We've been, our lives have been so intertwined. And then there have been long periods of time where we haven't seen each other or we'll send an occasional text or something. And, and really, this friend has been such a part of my life. And, my children's lives and all is that we really played out a lot of family patterns with each other. Like we, we, we had this, we have had this deep love for each other and we brought and it brought up family dysfunction. So we worked through a lot of things together, but something that I noticed when we went out to lunch was first of all, how deep and vulnerable we went to this place really quickly, to get to this really deep place. And instead of activating old patterns, I felt like what I was seeing was uh, an effect of this ancestral work that I've been doing for a number of years, where the conversation, anytime there was some kind of trauma that we shared from the last few years, there was always this question of, what does it mean to be a, a peace maker in this culture that we're in right now? What do we do when there's this thing that happens that feels traumatic? And how do we stay in our centered peace? And one of the things we talked about was, maybe it's not about being all kumbaya, but it's actually about setting boundaries with people. So I just felt like there were these, not new revelations necessarily, but a deeper commitment to how each of us want to be living our lives this stuff happens in life and then what do we do with it and and you know making conscious choices and everything um so i just have found that for the most part i've been going within and really committing to my journal writing practice um Yeah, I've been, it's a good thing because I always have a pile of journals that I'm like, oh, let me buy a couple of journals. You know, and I look at that like, oh, there's the next three years worth of journals that I have bought. But right now I'm really (laughs) using them. I'm really writing and processing and researching my life and asking questions and going into this deeper place. Um, So the other thing that I noticed was Uh, You know, there's something about cancer in the home, the hearth and everything. My daughter, one of my daughters is pregnant, and I all of a sudden had this desire to cook for her. Well, even when I was raising kids, I do not like what I call maintenance cooking. (laughs) I don't like cooking every day. I love cooking for a party. I love cooking and freezing meals and, you know, like going, oh, I made this meal and this is going to last us the next three or four days. Like, I like that kind of cooking. So I thought, what is this thing that I feel like I want to go cook for her? And through the process of making some meals for her in anticipation of her giving birth in September or October, I said, you know, what I, what I really want to do is come over with ingredients and cook with my granddaughter who is going to be 10 this fall. And like have it be a social gathering, but something where there's a lot of nourishment and nourishing each other and conversation and all. So I I just find it interesting the things that kind of come up that are related to these seasons and then you know how. It, so that's just an example of it. So I encourage you to look at your life and how these different nurturing feelings, imagination, and inner life or nurturing someone's belly, you know, it's like, just expand what those things are. Um, So Beth, I was going to just talk a little bit about the astrology. And Mm -hmm. uh, was there anything you wanted to riff on before I do that? (laughs) Uh, No, I think I could just pick up after you're done. Okay. So I'm just going to mention a couple of things. On that June... 23rd post that's in the featured section Um, I posted a few astrology dates to play with and so I just thought I would pick a couple of them from there to give you a little more information on that so today actually Mercury is squaring Neptune and what I wrote was let imagination lead the way so just to briefly describe this Mercury is about communication a lot of things but let's just say communication neptune is kind of a dreamy head in the clouds type energy and a square means action so let your imagination lead the way is activate the the communicator mercury get in that dreamy space and have your imagination and and you're actually taking action by Doing this dreamy, you know, dreamy space, and actually, I'm going to just highlight one more and then mention the nodes. Um, July 1st, the Sun sextiles Jupiter, and I wrote, "Shine your light." Okay, so you can think of the Sun is shine, shine your light. Jupiter is a very expansive energy and fortune and generosity. And then a sextile is a helpful energy. So the two of them working together, shine your light. So just think about that. On July 1st, is there a place that you're shining your light, that you want to shine your light, play with it. Maybe you get on and do a Facebook Live on your your page or in your business page or something. So that's there. And then the other thing I want to mention is the lunar nodes are entering Aries and Libra on July 17th. And we will share some more information about that during July, because even just yesterday, Beth and I talked about it. The two of us are like activated. It's like, you know, 30 more minutes of talking because we brought up the lunar nodes. Um, And again, it's, it's about using astrology like a weather report. And how can you, learn something about yourself or how can you ride the energy that is present when the planets are moving around the solar system and all so the lunar nodes it's really going to be something that it's the beginning of a new story that's going to play out over the next 18 months and yeah so be something to play with so we'll, we'll we'll share a little bit more information about that and then the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to turn it over to Beth, is that for anyone who would like to join us for a deeper dive, Beth and I are offering a uh, a program that has a small fee. It's um, 31 Days of Connecting to the Land with Writing and Restorative Practices. There are going to be two Zoom circles. So it'll be a place where if you want to connect and share some things that you um, It won't be a Facebook Live or a webinar where we're talking. It'll be actually a circle of people who can share if they would like to. And it's open to men and women who will have access to daily uh, prompts or resources, stories, restorative practices, and yeah, I'm really excited that we're going to be doing it. And with, and the people who have been signing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great to be in the energy of these people. And yeah, just go into a deeper dive with our connection to the land. Okay. I think I've said everything I wanted to say for today. And my watch just went off and told me (laughs) time is up. So Take it away. You can have
2: more whenever you need it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So yeah, I'm really excited for our, our program coming up in July. I hope some of you will join us. Um, it'll be a great opportunity to connect uh with the land, uh, with uh ourselves and with community. So um I was thinking about um our just as we were talking yesterday and just as you were touching in about the just different points of astrology and Um, And I know some folks here maybe are more kind of connected or grounded in that and others not, but in our, you know, overall umbrella of energetic explorations for evolution. um, You know, we can explore energy in many different ways. Um, We can look at like the yogic system or Chinese medicine, um, the meridians, um, you know, the chakras. and. so, uh, but it just, we, you know, we both felt, we, we uh, feel connected to astrology. And when we kind of wanted to put, um, I just a structure together for this time, it felt like flowing with months that went with the astrological calendar kind of was a way to connect uh, energetically rather than a, uh, what do we call the regular calendar? I forget now. <laughs>
1: Can't even yeah. think of what we call
2: it, but you know, yeah.
1: January Gregorian t- calendar maybe. For, yeah. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, yeah.
2: So and 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 the thing I was thinking about it is is that you know if we look back to many ancient cultures where um, you know ast- astrology kind of evolved in different ways around the globe, um, there was an attunement not just with the stars but with the energy of the seasons. And that's really, I think, reflected um, as we go through the year and the signs. And so, um, you know, I just think um it's just a map, a road way, a road map to explore. And but it's really about connecting with um connecting energetically in some way. Um and we all may do that in different ways. If we look at our own charts and where things are, it's gonna impact us differently. So I just wanted to say that. Um and uh yeah. So, and and also, so, so we're into um, our fourth month together and cancer is a water sign. This is the first of the water signs. So the other aspect of this, that is we're exploring the different elements. So we went from uh, Aries in fire to Taurus in earth and Gemini in air. And now we're in our first uh, watery sign and water, just thinking about it really, um, you know, we can see how feelings are fluid and they're definitely more connected to water. Um, sometimes our intuition is more activated. We might be more sensitive uh, or receptive. And, um, and so as we move through the year, we'll get to the other water signs, which are Scorpio and Pisces. Uh, but the, uh, just there's that... Um, uh, I that emotional connection and connectivity, I guess, is something that's really strong. And Andrea touched on that connection also with the family and the hearth and the home. Um, and that's you know a lot of times that's where our our original uh, nurturing comes from or even in our lives today where however whatever age we are, wherever we are and our home is somewhere where it's our it's our nest, <laughs> you know it's where we, Nurture ourselves, uh, or come—you know—we go out into the world, and uh, there's a lot of chaos, and you know, relating with others, and then we come back, you know, to rest and rejuvenate. So to think about that, um, but there was something specific I wanted to touch on, and then I'll I'll lead us in a short practice. Um, uh, so uh, as we entered Cancer, we were moving through the summer solstice last week, and um, and so. At the point of summer solstice, um, you know that is the moment of the sun's greatest power. It's the most expansive energetically, uh, and so. And I, oh, I, before I forget, I want to say this because I, I think most of us in our group are in the northern hemisphere, but there are some folks who are in the southern hemisphere. So, so if you're in the southern hemisphere, we were well, we have summer solstice. You were having winter solstice, so it's actually the opposite. But for for our purposes, we're focusing on um, the summer solstice. And so with that um, most expansive energy of the sun and the yang energy, um, for those familiar with yin and yang, I think most people know that symbol. Um, the yang is the masculine outer expansive energy, and the yin is the feminine inner um, and, and contractive energy. So, um, so cancer, is ruled by the moon. So, which is, if we think of the sun as the masculine and the yang energy, the moon is the feminine and the yin energy. And so, as the sun reaches this most expansive point, the moon is ruling the sign. So there's actually a marriage, sometimes it's called the mystical marriage, uh, referred to as that. And it's where there's a unification of these two energies. And so I think that, the solstice in itself is powerful, but just tuning into that. And that's, you know, we can think of it in some way and sort of like an outer uh, energy, but it really, when we think about our own inner experience and our own, uh, what we might call inner alchemical process, um, you know, there's an opportunity and even though we've moved through solstice, we're entering into this, or waiting into. I like to use. I noticed yesterday I was uh, writing an email to someone, and I started using all these like water like analogies. <laughs> I was like, when am I waiting in?" And <laughs> something about being by the poolside, and I was like, "What's going on? It's cancer season." <laughs> so, as we're waiting into cancer. Um, know we are kind of stepping into moving into that more yin energy it's certainly gradual um and that and that's the watery depths of our being it is our feelings and our emotions um and i guess um oh one thing i wanted to say was prior to solstice on the 21st maybe that week before i noticed this personally um and i and just from exploring this for a long time, I know I tend to get, uh, feel really sensitive, like right before each solstice in different ways. Um, but like the intensity of emotions was like, just like, and a lot of, you know, I had a lot of, um, I don't know, I would say teariness, <laughs> like crying, like very, and other people I know maybe had frustration or anger, but I, and some of the groups I was in, some of the conversations were around that intensity coming up before the solstice. And so that's, you know, that expansion of the energy. Um, and in a way, I think the sun kind of burning it off, burning some of it off as it, it, as it reaches that point. But the thing that I just, I'm always so um, struck by and fascinated about the solstice, which is two pivotal points. We only have one each, uh, you know, the winter and the summer. So so two times in a year, we have these pivotal points where energy shifts. Mm. Energy actually reverses. (laughs) It's going outer, 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 outer solstice. And then from that moment, even though we're in the longest day and the days, they do get shorter, but they still get lighter, later. It's confusing. (laughs) but all of a sudden we're starting to go inward. We don't think, oh, it's the height of summer and we're getting ready for winter, <laughs> thinking <laughs> that until fall, but we are actually energetically starting to go inward until we reach that tiny point inside at winter solstice. So, um, so that's just something to think about in terms of the energy um, and the shift in energy. And you may notice that. Um, and as we kind of I think it is that turning in that sometimes brings us back in touch with our uh, emotions and our feelings, Um, whereas we might have been focused even just more outwardly um, in the last couple of months as we moved uh, up to the solstice. Uh, And and the other thing I wanted to touch on, because we um, back in Boris' time a couple months ago, (laughs) we'll call our months by the season, by the sign, We talked about that connection to the earth and um, to the goddess, maybe goddess energy and fertility. And Cancer, uh, similar to Taurus in some ways does have that connection with, we might say the divine mother, um, goddess energy. I actually put my, I do have my um, Yamaha statue. She's the goddess of the sea, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I got a candle actually for for, for entering into this season. Um, and so cancer does have that connection and in many, uh, I would say spiritual and indigenous, uh, traditions around the globe, this time of year is often celebrated with, uh, festivities around and rituals around fertility. Um, that can be human fertility, the fertility of the earth of our planting. Um, and, and that, uh, also a part of that is a need, uh, for security. And so just thinking about nurturing, creating, uh, or supporting our sense of security. That could be on Taurus, it's maybe a little more physical on the physical realm and outwardly. And we talked about maybe doing certain practices physically that can help support and ground you. But now we're in cancer season. And so the focus in terms of that nurturing and security is uh, more related to the emotional realm. And so I just was thinking about this in terms of um, this fertility and in a way, uh, you know, maybe the idea of if we think about like, you know, how would we nurture a newborn baby? (laughs) You know, certainly there are physical things we would do to take care of that baby, but there's also that emotional support that we might, we might give. And, um, and just, and that we would be in tune with and listen to, we might not be able to tell what they're feeling, <laughs> and, but there's a sense that, you know, that we are getting in tune and we know that they're trying to express something. And so, um, so that's kind of the invitation to me in cancer season um, is to, you know, you are that newborn. <laughs> and you you maybe you know how to nurture yourself physically but now is an invitation to nurture yourself emotionally so how are you going to do that and you know are you going to take the time to listen to be present with what you're feeling because our tendency our natural human tendency a lot of times um is to you know kind of avoid our feelings or push them away you know one of my core practices and that i share is feeding your demons and it's about feeding rather than fighting those feelings or those challenges. So I think that that's inherent in this cancer time is that invitation to, to wade in, to go within, to listen to, um, to the depths of our feelings. And yeah, I feel like that, I don't know. I, and I didn't know this is what I was gonna share until right before we got on, but I just feel like this is the call of cancer um from from my my perspective and and certainly those other aspects of family and home but but in terms of um I guess you know there is our our outer home and our outer relationships and then there's our inner home which is you know our true essence which exists within ourselves and so um I invite you to really explore that uh during this month and I think I'll I'll go into the practice yeah I think I was going to share some other things about maybe ways to work with it, but let's do this practice and then um, maybe I'll share some other thoughts in a post around that. The, the only or thing you I want to add I, anything in. I just yeah. wanted
1: to speak something out loud. This yeah. that you're speaking to because I was sharing an example of going back and connecting with someone who I've known for 34 years, and part of this time of going within your inner home of cancer is the maybe unraveling of old stories or right. old patterns with the the family and I feel like you were speaking to that also Beth by yeah on the general exploration it's the the yeah going into a deeper place to understand what you need what you've experienced and and it it's good to feel it and unravel it a little bit and then build anew which Mm -hmm. will be coming with the the next few months too
2: right yeah yeah
1: thank you beth
2: yeah yeah and i would just when you said that yeah i think um that connection to you know to our
0: feelings i don't actually have something i wanted to read maybe i'll read this now (laughs) because i
2: i wanted to share i got this new uh oracle deck yes just yesterday sacred mothers and goddesses Mm, i love that more as i was sort of preparing or tuning in i just picked a card as the first one i ever picked in this deck and it happens to be priestess of the healing waters (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i'll just share it for a minute how perfect for cancer season isn't it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love it so i wanted to read um what it said uh, and then i'll and then we'll go into the practice It says, you can change the world. This card holds truth and healing for you and yours. And I picked it, but it's for all of us here (laughs) listening. Uh, You have experienced darkness and have come through time and time again. There are lessons you have learned. You have healed and are healing further as you evolve in this lifetime. You have the power to heal. You can help others by sharing. Together we heal. It is important to be honest with yourself without judgment. The ways we act and react are connected to emotional or physical survival. They are a result of the process we have to go through to reach the point when we can fully where we can fully transform. Speak and act truthfully centered in love. Look at your life situations grounded in love balance between faith and magic be active in your healing and focus on the good around you with wonder creativity and gratitude you attract the energy
0: you put out this is what co-creation is and i'll put these in the post but it's there's a couple questions um, to explore what needs healing in my life what energy will help heal this what energy or
2: resource do I use that already supports me? So I think, yeah, um, yeah we, we all have resources and sometimes we need different ones. Um, I think that's part of what exploring, uh, and I'm sure uh, maybe that's something we'll uh, create a post just to explore how people support themselves, particularly in this emotional realm. Um, I know one practice I do and uh, is to journaling but just I call it a feelings inventory Uh, I might get up in the morning or even on the spot when I'm sort of something's going on and I can't tune in and just like some people call it a feelings dump (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I say inventory (laughs) just to write a list of everything I'm feeling in that moment you know Uh, and and then that gives me some guidance you know maybe even like if I'm going to do you know an energy practice or my feeding your demons or which what's strongest, you know, it can kind of work with that. So it's kind of, it's sort of like healing away those layers or wading in. So I'll just share that one example. So, um, so the practice I wanted to share, um, I call it a self-empowerment process. I learned it from my shamanic teacher, Ross Bishop, who had learned it from Arnold Patton, who was a transformational teacher, some of you might be familiar with. And it's um, a way to just explore something that's happening in your life. And you can start with a feeling, but maybe there's something that you're struggling with this week, um, you know, a situation or an issue in your life. Um, And so I'll invite you to just maybe consider that. And uh, we'll go from there. So I can find a comfortable position Um, You can have your feet flat on the floor, your spine straight but not tense, shoulders and stomach relaxed. And I'll invite you if you'd like to close your eyes
0: or just have a soft gaze downward on the floor in front of you. Take a few deeper breaths, breathing in for a count of four or five and out for a count of four or five. Just letting your body and your mind settle into this moment. If there's any busyness in your mind, thoughts or worries of the day, just notice them. And send them out with the next breath. Just like a cloud passing by in the sky, you notice and it drifts away. And letting your breath fall back to its own natural rhythm wherever it feels to rest. Still staying present with your breath. As you begin to just call to mind something you'd like to focus on
2: for this time. Again, maybe there's a something happening in your life this week, a situation or an issue that you're dealing with. And if it's And if you've already really in tune with a specific feeling that's been on the surface, you can actually just
0: work with that too. Take a moment to just choose a point of focus. And as you begin to tune into that, just focus your awareness on how you're feeling in this moment. Begin to notice any feeling that comes up. Really allow yourself to feel the feeling. And see if you can notice or tune into the energy or vibration of that feeling. And they invite you to really stay present with that feeling. Just allow it to be just as it is. Can you feel love or compassion for this feeling? Are you willing to receive support in feeling love for this feeling? Invite that love and support in. Just allow yourself to feel it. Are you willing to accept the purposefulness of this feeling or the issue itself, even if you don't understand what that purpose is at this time? Are you willing to let go of your interpretation of this feeling as being bad or wrong or something you just want to get rid of? Is there someone else or others involved that cause this feeling inside of you to become active? And if there are others, can you accept that you've attracted them to support you in reclaiming your power? And you see and feel the perfection of what is just the way it is. Now really feel the essence that you truly are. Connect to this loving essence. Really sink into it. Embrace the loving essence within you that is you. Allow your heart to open, and this feeling of love to expand. When the love has expanded, let it embrace you. Let it embrace your feeling that you've been working with. Let it embrace you fully. And let it embrace anyone who's involved in this situation or this experience at this time. Most of all, embracing yourself in this loving essence, your true essence. Now feel yourself and feel love for yourself, for allowing yourself to feel all of this love and all of the power contained in that love. Feeling that power as your own power. Celebrate this love and the essence of who you are. Really feeling that essence that love that is your true nature. And taking a few deeper breaths once again, just beginning
2: to feel yourself more present in your body, feeling the earth beneath
0: your feet. Taking your own timing, can open your eyes when you feel ready or raise them. And really feel yourself as you come back into the present moment with awareness, seeing through those loving eyes, through your own loving essence. And we're gonna be wrapping up, but you may want to do some
2: journaling of your experience. Uh, You can pause the video if you're watching or just do
0: a little bit of journaling after. I hope you enjoyed the practice. Thank you. That was great, Beth. That was okay. really,
1: really good. And, you know, and I just encourage everyone, like let the experience be what it was for you. Be curious about how it showed up or what the um yeah, what the elements were. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was great.
0: Um, so I want to wrap up.
1: I I just want to circle back to remind anyone who, if you want to go for a deeper dive with us, spend some more time in two zoom circles and in a 31 days of connecting to the land, I'll post this in the comment section, the link for registering for it. Um, And thank you for being in the group. Thank you for listening, for bringing your energy into this new world that we are evolving into and exploring with
2: energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 We were excited to um, move into our second season, I guess, together. I know this is, uh, as we shared when we began an exploration, we just had sort of an inkling and a vision and, um, and it is a process for us in co-creating the space but and the community is co-created by all of you who are participating and um and then through that we can extend that out into our lives and relationships in the world yeah so thank you absolutely
1: so thanks everyone that's that's a wrap for this yeah. month and okay. we'll-,
0: we'll see you on in facebook on facebook yep. <laughs> okay bye now bye everyone <laughs>